0: Aaron Rodgers got the yips. Bring in the Jordan Love era.
1: The Chiefs again, look again. They look like a portal team.
2: Now the Browns are a playoff team. Some words I never <laughs> thought I'd say in my entire life. I don't it think really anybody tough. has
3: ever had any faith in that.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, lovely listeners. Notice most likely when you went to click on the episode, the episode name was different than usual. I am incredibly excited uh, to kind of revitalize and re-kick off and partner with a a group of great guys uh, for this new show that, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of leave it at that. I'm going to kick it over to the boys, let them introduce themselves and introduce the show. Uh, let's start with the one that everybody already knows, our much beloved. Dave, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great, John, and it's great to have Red Zone Rambling back. Could you guys hear me? I had some mic difficulties there for a second.
2: You sound a lot better now. Yeah, yeah we got you. Yeah. Cool.
1: Well, yeah, it feels great to be back. Um, talk a little sports, talk a little uh, – Some get some hot takes in there. Uh you know, just, just the, use, the use with the boys. The
3: huge with the boys. Love to see it.
1: But uh, yeah, Red Zone Ramblings is a podcast that um, my good friends, uh, Joe and Matt and I started talking a little about, about sports, ranging from, we talked about baseball, football, and we also talked about like, car racing and all that shit. And
3: we, uh, we had a minute where we talked about best stadium food. That was a good one
1: that was a good one that was a good one i think we got i think we went to go get some cheesies after
3: i think yeah that sounds about right god i miss cheesies
1: so um well i'll kick it over to matt then to just introduce himself a little bit because yeah why not
3: sounds good um for those of you who don't know me my name is matt um rzr matt on twitter something i don't know something like that um i've been i don't know i guess my sport of choice is football i've been unfortunately i've been a bears fan my entire life um the pain is never ending and hopeless uh but here we are in uh coming up to week two of the nfl and uh, there's always hope but i'm a big football guy um college sports pro sports i don't know football (laughs) That's, that's what I got, football.
2: <laughs> and last but not least, actually probably should be Least. I don't have that much insightful content to provide everybody. But I guess oh, we'll Joe, see. Oh, shut up. Yes, you do. <laughs> my, name's, uh, First, least. my name is Joe Foster. I helped start Red Zone Ramblings with the oh, – wait, wrong way. These two guys. Wait, oh, my God, I can't – this, oh my God, over here. Jesus. These two guys. <laughs> oh <my God>. Wow. <laughs> very nice. I am not very smart. Um, but yeah, uh, my handle's RZR on Twitter. Um, much like Matt, I'm a big NFL, big NCAA football guy. Uh, I love my baseball. I love pros, you know, NCAA baseball. Um, you know, I just, just love sports, love talking about it. Stupid takes, hot takes. You know, I like the Saints. Unfortunately, but all we'll right,
3: see. the Saints. Saints are <laughs> they've been good for like a decade. You don't know yeah, what real man. pain is like. Actually, okay, you're right. I don't
2: know what real pain is like. I know what playoff pain is like for the actually. Like, you know
3: years. what? I feel that it could be worse. <laughs> we could all be Bengals fans. Ooh.
2: Worse, we could all be Texans fans.
3: Ooh. Oh no! Actually. <laughs> funny thing is when they were good in 2012 i like they were they were like my i don't know my tier two team i was also going through like a big like just texas phase um as one does when you grow up in suburban chicago um man, but, i'm really uh, sorry
2: to hear about that i'm glad you're past that phase in your life
3: bro. god <laughs> me too
2: that's uh that's 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 brutal man
3: but I was, a big, I was a big Texans guy back when they had um, – I mean, their quarterbacks have always been shit. But, like, uh, they had Arian Foster at running back, and that was primo. Like 2012, 2013,
1: loved who was, it. Who was the quarterback? Oh, I think it was Matt
3: Schaub. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Some no-name nobody.
0: Why, why?
3: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Matt Schaub made it to the playoffs, and there was something about, like,
0: losing
1: part of his year. That's the only thing I remember about him. Why, they were, they, why were they – what made them good then?
3: Uh, their rushing attack, and I think that was, like, J.J. Watt's, like, first – yeah, it was, like, J.J. Watt's first or second year. They had a really good front four. They had J.J. Watt, and then they had um, Jadeveon Clowney in, like, 2013, 2014. Wow. And, I mean, the two of them, and then Arian Foster, who was, like, I would say you know? similar to the 2014 version of, like, Saquon just really strong runner, probably six or seven years before that got like big in the NFL. Yeah. It was like Saquon or like Derrick Henry. He was
1: just a big, big, a big
0: boy, big
3: powerful guy.
0: Oh yeah. No, I remember Arian Foster as like, a, like he was the Houston Texans. Yeah. That was, was like JJ like Watt.
3: <laughs> Arian Foster was like the number one running back fantasy pick back like 2012,
0: 2013. Oh, yeah. Used to be just stout.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Now the entire Houston Texans team is Tyrod Taylor.
3: <laughs> hey, let's King go. Tyrod's taking them all the way, baby. Tyrod oh, Lannister, cool. former – former what? He was on the Bills, right? Yeah, Bills he was on the Chargers. He, he was the on the
2: Bills and the Chargers. He's bounced around.
3: Like a A beach ball. He
0: played a hot streak in – didn't he go to Cleveland for a hot second and then immediately get injured?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then they started – yeah, then they started Baker. They started Tyrod first, and then Baker came in and did all right. And then the rest is history. And now the Browns are a playoff team. Some words I never (laughs) thought I'd say in my entire life. But here we are. Nick Chubb. Baker Mayfield,
0: Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry out there pulling up that wide receiver three position. Which tells somebody like two years ago that Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver three, like. And
3: OBJ that guy too. Used to be great. I, oh, I know. I forget that he's on the team, but he's like. Eh. Here's 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 how mighty
0: OBJ has fallen though. That guy went from being like everybody's like one of their top targets at a wide receiver to like there's a real hesitate, Like you're sitting there like, yeah, he'll be good, but he's not my first wide receiver. I'm going to draft if, if, you know, like he's definitely down the slate for me. Yeah. Like, well, he's, like he's mid- one of those
2: guys where it's like, he'll make like the spectacular catches and like the highlight reel shit, but like, he's not one of those guys st- where the quarterback's going to throw to him like 12 times a game. No, you know? he
3: gets like, he'll either get like one point or like 20 points.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. He's very boomer bust. Where, you know, like, some, like, Michael Thomas gets like 20 fucking catches a game, but like, none of them are really that impressive. It's just like. Rest
3: in peace, Michael Thomas.
2: Yeah. Well, he'll, hopefully he'll be back in week six. If he doesn't God come back in soul. week six, then the fantasy teams in which I drafted him are probably fucked.
3: Joe, I was, I think I showed you and Dave a screenshot of my, um, every year my family does a uh, fantasy league and really the only people who draft well are me and my dad, everybody else. Like for example, this year we were in a a 10 team league and Aaron Jones fell to, I I was picked two. I got him in the second round on the, on the reverse snake draft.
2: Yeah. That's just like a, that's like a meme league, Matt. I mean, (laughs) league
1: that someone like pick like the, Like the Bears' defense in the first round or something like that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's not for money or anything. Like, you know, it's there's a a ten-year-old in the league, eleven-year-old. Yeah, but like, so my my team, um, my first three picks were Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and George Kittle, and then Chris Carson. (laughs) If you lose, I'm gonna make fun of you. If
2: you have, I, go for your first four picks and you don't win, I'm going to shit on you so hard.
1: I will buy a shirt <laughs> that said, I lost to a 10-year-old in football. <laughs> <laughs> I lost
2: to somebody who drafted a defense in the first round. That would be comical.
3: That would be comical.
2: Um... It's a shame money isn't involved or else you could just use your family as an ATM machine, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> that was – Ah, uh, yes. Mean. the the but best way like to extort money horrible. from my the best way
3: to extort money from your family is through fantasy of course yeah you're just, just as one on does hey
0: hey 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 you're not extorting money from them if they voluntarily enter a
3: fantasy league you're just a damn good booker all right? <laughs> you know what you're right <laughs> I'm gonna I was the commissioner for two years of that league I think I should Weird. take the commissioner back and make it a hundred dollar buy in.
1: Yeah, wait, wait, oh. you have get commission when you were did, I guess I had never really played in a league that it's like where I where I think of the uh, commissioner doing anything else besides collecting collecting the
3: money um as commissioner quote unquote um, all all I did was I just set up the league on ESPN because I'm the only one that's that was tech savvy enough to do that
1: <laughs> you have will do it that's
0: definitely one of my, uh, one of the leagues I'm in is a church league, uh, with a friend of mine and yeah, he, he runs, he's the commissioner exclusively because he's the
3: only one that knows how to run the tech. Of course. It's the best. I, I also like the first year we did it. Um, I mean, we probably been doing for, you know, five or six years now and I upped the points cause just, you know, a bunch of like my little cousins were in it. And so I, like, I bumped up all the points just so that they could, you know, draft shit players and make themselves feel good about it. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I think we've, we've now gone back. It's, I think it's slightly more than normal PPR, but, like, year one and year two, like, 300 points was, like, an average game.
0: Oh, Jesus.
3: Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and it was set up, because I think the first two years we did standard instead of PPR, um, so I think quarterbacks were, like, the go-to. Like, you would have Tom Brady, and he would literally get you, like, 90 points. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's
1: all you needed. And, oh, and, like,
3: I would um, – I'd always, like, show up to, you know, show up to school the next day and be like, guys, oh, my God, Tom Brady got 90 points last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ego boost.
1: That's so
2: – Well, before we get into – some of our talking points for today's episode. What's everyone drinking? I am having a Trader Joe's simpler times ale in a Merry Christmas from 2019. Very good Wednesday evening beer that kind of tastes like corn. Love that for you.
1: Is that corn in a good way or corn in a bad way?
2: Um honestly not really good or bad, just kind of neutral. It just tastes very corny. Okay, you know, it's that... cheap as well. so when I go to Trader Joe's, I'm like, I'm going to pick up a six pack because it's like three and a half bucks. Um, the trade-off is that it's just a mediocre beer that tastes kind of like corn.
1: Very yeah. Nice.
2: I I mean, I <laughs> Good for a podcast.
1: People buy a like corn their, beer. They buy Trader Joe's, what, is it their four buck chuck or whatever?
2: Yeah, their four buck chuck. And then they got their wine, which is like three buck chuck. But I just use that for cooking. I just buy like two bottles of red and whenever, I'm, whenever I cook, I'm like, I'm going to use the just shitty Trader Joe's wine. And that always gets the job done.
0: Good to know. I got to figure out, out if I have a Trader <laughs> Joe's name.
1: Like, I'm very impressed by it. Yeah, it's pretty. Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's is quality.
3: I believe the Trader Joe's that Joe goes to was the first Trader Joe's that opened in Louisiana. I'm pretty sure, like, freshman or sophomore year at college, we road tripped out there for it.
2: Uh, I did not. I've never... Road trip to a Trader Joe's before. However, I wouldn't doubt it if this was the first one open. Because like, I know the one that opened in New Orleans took a while. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. By the way, for context, everyone who's listening to this episode, I don't live in Chicago anymore. I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with my partner, who goes to LSU Veterinary School, and yeah. That's also, gonna- <laughs> also
3: for context, I also don't live in Chicago anymore. I live in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma.
1: And also, for context, I no longer live in <laughs> Chicago anymore. I also, as well, live in uh, in Maine. You
3: guys are really <laughs> Where, where in Chicago? Maine? Where, Dave? Where in Maine did you move out to?
1: Um. Uh, <laughs> all the towns. They, they kind of they kind of merge together
3: <laughs> they all kind of run together you know how Maine is yeah, you
0: know, he's, yeah Dave's been around there so much that it's just it just feels like where he's always been so oh of course of course I, I totally understand <laughs> well I guess just for context I never lived in Chicago and never intend to live in Chicago and still don't live in Chicago <laughs> um not that I'm Living, living anywhere special, but uh, I'm I'm still just loving life out here in Kansas these days. So good Good old, good old. What do you
1: drink? And what are you drinking, John?
0: Oh, what am I drinking? Okay, so to commemorate our very special um, revitalization, revamp, bringing it back, getting the band back together of Red Zone Rambling. I decided what better way uh, than to lean into the rum theme. Uh, and and do something a little bit special to commemorate a very special evening. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is a bottle of uh, Petoro Blanco. Uh, It is distilled from cane. It is 40% alcohol by volume. And it comes from uh, wherever my friend and his wife went for their honeymoon uh, in the Caribbean islands. So this is like some – they essentially described it as a cross between rum and moonshine, and they called it Caribbean moonshine. Let me tell you, took a pool of that bad boy. Um, That's dangerous. (laughs) Uh, It goes down like water, but then lights you up like a Christmas tree in January. Um, So I I then took that, and I – I put it in a cherry blue raspberry slushie from Sonic. Ooh, <laughs> so, that's nice. That's There's genius, a genius right there. there. Having a great little a contrast. Beverage like
2: high-end rum. Exactly
0: right. I figured, what better way? What greater representation of a Midwesterner watching sports than to just throw shit together on a random Wednesday night and uh, uh, create a new drink that'll get you a little fucked up? Absolutely.
1: There you go. Why not? Why not? I guess. Uh, I'm drinking some uh, Templeton Rye, um, whiskey finished in maple syrup barrels.
2: Iowa, it taste like maple syrup.
1: Iowa's finest. Nice. Um, I've had this on the show before. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna be making some like rum, like this like rum drink that like from this mix that I got. Like it, it came. It was like this like powder or whatever, you put in the glass, mix it, dilute it with water, and then you pour the rum in there. And I I, I forget what, like a Cosmopolitan or something like that. Um, I thought that I would break out the fancy stuff on this one.
0: There you go. I'm glad you you did that because that recipe you described for the first drink just gave me some real, like, did you pull that from the Jim Jones cookbook (laughs) or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, I got a little concerned for you, man.
2: Oh, you made him upset. Oh. <laughs>
0: he left the God. screen. I feel like He's I'm upset. reliving... Funny, I feel like I'm reliving the Buffalo Bills game with him. So, it, Oh,
2: God. That's
1: a back remix.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Yes. Oh. So... This is like Um, a real fucking thing.
1: Yeah, mix with white rum and enjoy anywhere. It's uh, six like little scoops of this in two ounces of water and let like mix and dissolve and then pour um, an ounce of rum on top. All right.
0: So so I'm obligated to ask, did you, like, buy that from a guy out of his jacket when we were at the White Sox game over the weekend? Or uh, <laughs> no. I can't help but notice there's definitely some Sharpie writing, and those instructions tell, sound like something that a guy goes, just trust me, this is how you make it.
1: No, it was from uh, – it was, like, a gift that um, some people – that, like, we got at work in a way from um, – that yeah, we got from work, so –
0: well, that was very nice of your work. Now I just feel like an asshole. So.
1: Yeah, as you should. <laughs> Fuck you, John.
3: <laughs> Dave, I I thought you were pulling out a tin, and I'm like, Dave, are you about to pack a lip?
1: <laughs> not, Dave's going all in. <laughs> not for this episode, Matt. Not for this episode. That'll be, that'll be no, our-
3: that's, for, uh, that's for episode three.
1: Yeah, that's for episode three. The, the one we talk about um, everyone's favorite baseball players or athletes that play with giant lips in Ooh,
2: yeah, that's, that's the one where at the very end we see who can pack the most tobacco in their mouth and can still talk legibly I think we could
0: it's like chubby it's like Radneck
3: hillbilly mission yeah. right. <laughs> I was gonna say
2: if you're like truing all over yourself, there's like tobacco on your shirt. Oh,
1: that sucks! That sucks.
3: You see the the rummed up part of uh, part of the tobacco episode. You think you think you're drinking rum, but it's oh, actually oh, just dip oh, spit. Oh, oh, oh. No, nah,
0: you, you got both of them in there. I bet it adds a nice little minty flavor to the rum. Oh yeah, you know the yeah. the fifty fifty, the the drink of champions. That's yeah. it, you know. I always was told you should never dilute good rum um, or waste it. So, you know, this way, I'm just getting a good recycling process going on here. I feel like
3: it's green energy. Exactly. Sustainability. (laughs) Nasty. And this is how I find out that I am being kicked off the show. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no.
1: And that's it for... uh...
3: That's yeah. it for RZR Matt. See you guys <laughs> next time. Matt, I'm going to need you to come into my office later. All right,
2: We need to have a chat.
1: RZR Matt has left the chat. <laughs> and,
2: then, and I'll and and please make sure HR is with you as well. <laughs> no.
1: You should keep the door open for both of our safety.
0: <laughs> Matt, Matt, if there's one thing I've learned over my course of time consuming an egregious amount of internet content, it's that the controversial person that gets kicked off of this show, especially as part of the Rummed Up Reviews network that we're building out, you'll just get your own fucking show, Matt. I'll just give you your own fucking show. <laughs> It'll be the hot take. You'll be the Stephen A. Smith of our show. We will hate you. Uh, Max Kellerman over here in this camp. Stephen A. over there.
2: Uh, and that's how we'll run
0: it head-to-head. to, head, head to head Your releases. role
2: would to just be like rile people up on Twitter. Exactly. Just, just get thousands of people to retweet you. That would that is your main your main asset to our organization. You know,
0: I don't want you to go full Alex Jones, but we can dabble in the Joe Rogan space. You know what I'm
3: saying? I mean, yeah, look, we, look, I can I can I can dial it up. I can be I can be Joe Rogan. I can be I can be Alex Jones if you want me to be Alex Jones. Um
1: Man, all you have to do is give your take on food, like how ice cream cones are sandwiches. All and right.
3: people okay. Hang hate. on. Oh, Hang on, this oh. this is gone. Oh, you, okay, you, David, I, you, you you've awoken idiot. the beast, Dave. You idiot. All right, let me preface this, and I know this is Red Zone Ramblings. This is supposed to be sports takes, but one of the most important parts of sports is stadium atmosphere. One of the most important parts of stadium atmosphere is food. One of the most important parts of food is the humble sandwich. Correct. This all stems from, John, since, you, since I know Dave and Joe's point, is a hot dog a sandwich? Mm, there is depends. a right answer to this.
0: I think it totally depends on how you make that hot dog. Like if I'm serving it on a piece of white bread, nah, it's a hot dog. If I'm slicing that hot dog in half, pan frying it, pan searing that bad boy and putting it on a nice brioche bun, now we're talking
3: something a little bit different. Okay, but what's the difference here between between a a Chicago style hot dog and okay. a sub sandwich? The way the, is, the, the way the meat is presented. Presentation. It, you, you don't go
0: get yourself a nice, you know, hot beef sandwich and just get a log of beef. You get, I mean, you get you that can. nice it's sliced called a beef steak sandwich
3: there. It's called a steak sandwich. Right. And they call it a steak sandwich. You know what they don't call a hot dog? A hot dog sandwich. Well, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna get into this because we have a sports show to talk about. But <laughs>
1: that's losing. Oh
3: boy, do I have links for you when this is done? I'm about to blow your fucking mind. Man, that's what Alex Jones always says too. So sports <laughs> turn the
1: freaking hot dogs gay. <laughs> Love it.
3: <laughs> Look, I could I could probably have my own show just for speaking. I've done scientific scientific studies about whether or not the population thinks. A hot dog is a sandwich. I've I've done science.
0: Matt, you and I are gonna have an excellent time on another another show that this uh little Media empire does called Red uh or Rummed Up Round Tables. You and I are gonna have some really great conversations on there. Oh wonderful. I cannot wait. So but sports, let's dive into the point <laughs> of the show here. So who wants yeah. to lead off? Uh
2: you know, I'll I'll go ahead and just fucking lead off right here. So First thing I want to talk about, or I would at least like to touch on, what, David, what is it? Oh, no,
1: I'm, I'm just giving the visual representation of what you're saying. First, I want to start off with...
2: Oh, thanks, oh David. Thanks. I want to lead ASL off. A really point, Dave. Um, that was a joke. Anyways, uh, I would like to just kind of react and talk about just sort of like week one, what happened in the NFL, because a lot of really fuck off
3: that's what happened in the NFL. Shit. <laughs>
2: fucky shit happened.
3: Literally everyone but the Saints bummed out is what happened.
1: I forgot I- to preface this to you guys too. John's a Packers fan.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: okay.
2: So you're like you don't you want to like, do a this conversation from the this- get go
0: This was the no, I was ready for this. This was the here's my stance. This was the single worst game of football I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play in a Green Bay Packers uniform, and I firmly believe it's his fault.
2: That makes me so happy to hear statistically. It literally was his worst loss in his entire NFL career. He's never (laughs) lost by more than 35 points.
0: You guys, you guys have probably seen this meme floating around, I certainly have a number of times. If Aaron Rodgers had snapped the fucking ball and thrown it in the dirt every down, he would have had a higher QBR than Aaron Rodgers finished that yep. fucking yep. game with because he went out there and chucked two fucking interceptions. Like, he's out there looking like fucking, you know, Money
3: Mitch or some shit, all right?
2: And one so of the far? interceptions...
3: <laughs> oh, no. He one looked worse than Money Mitch. He looked, he looked like a freaking Nathan Peterman out there, man. You're right. Hey. You
0: know, you're not wrong. He was looking hobbled. He was not. <laughs> Sorry, David. <laughs> I know hey, you I know Dave you me. love Nathan Peterman.
2: Maybe Aaron Rodgers didn't play bad. Maybe the Saints are just really good.
0: I wanna say know. this. I will say this. I because from everyone the jump underestimated
2: in this offseason
0: from the jump, have been on the Jameis Winston train. I have drafted that man in multiple fantasy leagues. Don't get me wrong. I definitely drafted him as QB2, but I was like, no, I think this man is going to put on a clinic this year. Everybody talks about the chip that, like, an Aaron Rodgers has or something like that. No, Jameis Winston's got a fucking seven-year chip on his shoulder right now, right? Like, this man is going to come out and ball the fuck out. MVP season. Don't know if he'll win it, but he's going to go put on a clinic.
3: Lacey Jameis – is going to, to I agree. MVP.
2: i take Um you so everyone was like they just talk about the thirty interception season, you know, and yeah, that wasn't very good. But like, dude had Bruce Arians as his head coach. Every quarterback under Bruce Arians has thrown a comical amount of interceptions. Right. And are we also just gonna forget that during that season he also had over five thousand passing yards? That's only been right. done at and like and at least out.
3: thirty touchdowns. Yeah,
0: 30 he he 30 was touchdowns. he was pretty much evened up on that. And the thing yeah. with it was the commentators, uh, at least on the game we were watching uh, on Sunday, Dave, uh, they mentioned that like during an interview with Jameis, he talked about that really wasn't until he got to New Orleans that he that like he thought that a checkdown pass was a viable option because in Tampa Bay. That was never a viable option for him. He was always told to, no, you're you're putting it downfield. It's
2: serious offense. It's just throw it down the fucking field, which is also why Tom Brady had a shit ton of interceptions last year. I mean, they still went to the fucking Super Bowl, and they fucking won won it. The defense was incredible as well. But, like, yeah. Well, some of
0: that was –
2: He had to fucking rocket it on every play.
0: Some of Tampa Bay, too, is that – no no disrespect intended towards Jameis, but if Tom Brady looks at Bruce Arians and goes, no, fuck you, I'm running this play. Tom Brady gets to run that play. Yeah. If Jameis yeah. Winston looks at Bruce Arians and says that Jameis Winston's ass is on the practice squad, the practice squad squad, squad. He's lucky. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, he's
3: Jameis Winston's going to roasted. Detroit.
0: Right. ship shipped to fucking Detroit. Pack your bags. You're on your
3: way. (laughs) Or Jacksonville at this point. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I – okay. So last year, speaking of, like, rookie quarterbacks that were super, super hyped coming in, I love Joe Burrow. I think I think he's a great guy, and I think he's a great quarterback. I think the Bengals are probably the worst team that he could be on just because they have no offensive line and no anything other than Joe Burrow. But he was on pace for, like, you know, 4,000-plus yards his rookie season until he got hurt because of his shitty offensive line. But, like, I think he's a great quarterback, and I think – I hope that he still has it, or I hope that he gets traded to a team that allows him to, like, go. Couldn't have any more. uh, Trevor Lawrence, though, I don't think so. I don't think he's got it. I don't think he's going to be bad, but – I don't think he's going to be – I think he's going to probably look number-wise similar somewhere between Baker and Justin
2: Herbert. I think – yeah, I do think Trevor Lawrence is one of the most overhyped QB prospects of all time. Let's just put that out there. Yeah. He's, he, he's coached by Urban Meyer, who's only ever coached at the college level. If you watched any of that game on Sunday, it was like he was trying to run a college offense. Fucking spread style. That, you can't fucking do that in the NFL – especially mm-hmm. when you're Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: No, guys in the um, NFL are like too
2: athletic. Back to the Joe Burrow point, um, I think his career, and I it pains me to say this because I like him too, is going to end up very much like Andrew Lux. Where he's going to shot after shot after shot. It's going to be injury after injury after injury. And after a few, few a short career, he's just going to say, holds his hands up in the air and say, I can't fucking do this anymore because the Bengals have failed him as an organization, he's, he's one year under his belt and the Bengals have already failed him. So oh, I yeah, I was going to say several years. Cause I have no faith in the Bengals or what they're going to do. I don't for think him.
3: anybody, Joe, I don't if think anybody, it, has anybody, anybody has ever had any faith in the
2: Bengals. <laughs> no, absolutely not. They we're, have
3: actually, four, you know what? I take that back. Uh, the Bengals were in the playoffs in like 2013, I think 2012 or 2013. Um, One of their defensive linemen was Margus Hunt. He was Estonian. He is Estonian. Um, And I found a stream full of Estonian guys who knew nothing about football. And all they knew was Margus Hunt. And they were the only people in this world that I ever have met that have had hope for the Bengals.
2: That's unfortunate.
3: Yes, I feel so bad for them.
2: Wrong team to have hope to have hope for. Period. So
0: Dave, did you have you tried to jump in here, Dave? What what were you gonna say? Yeah, I, I want to hear. Well, this well the
1: Bengals have been in the playoffs seven times in the 2000s, and they have lost every game in in the playoffs. The last time they won a game in the playoffs was 1990. Sounds yeah. not right. But it's also crazy, the th- or 1991, the 1990 season, uh, nine, but 1991 was the year. But I didn't even know that the Bengals were, were good in, in um, our lifetimes, uh, as a lot of you might know or not know. I just became a football fan pretty recently, so could, the only thing I knew about the Bengals was Chad Um And the, <laughs> only thing that I knew, the only thing that I knew about him is that he his name was his number. Um, he changed his name to his number. Um,
3: but it was the wrong number.
1: But my, my question is, like, was he, was he actually good? Was he – was that team good? Like, Chad
3: Johnson?
0: Chad Johnson was good. Chad Ochocinco was good. But, like, he definitely had an ego that outsized – I would say outsized his performance more often than not. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. He could also was a that goal team good? Uh, yes, he went out there and kicked some field goals for <laughs> He him. had yeah, a leg. Did.
2: He had a leg. He was, I mean, he he could have been their backup kicker. He was com- uh, competent enough to do that. That's, that's the only thing I remember about him, honestly. The
3: only, the only two players that I know of that could legitimately be a backup kicker in a pinch would be Ocho Cinco and Ndamukong Yeah.
2: Didn't Ndamukong Sue have... Yeah. A field goal attempt with I, Detroit, and he completely shanked it. I think he, I think it was blocked. It was it was blocked or so I don't know. It had but, the leg. It was really it like it could have gone for really far.
3: But yeah, it was, but it was either blocked or shanked or something. I and do I remember, remember that
2: being like, oh, they got the Dominican Sue out there. What are they? What are they doing with him? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then he goes and misses it. They're like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I. Like a 300-pound nose tackle.
3: Like- I love football announcers. Whenever like alignment, offensive or defensive, does something that is not blocking or tackling. Like whenever like whenever they get like a fumble recovery for a touchdown or like a pick or like you yeah. know there there was that this one time uh, the the Patriots one of the linemen got like an onside kick or like a squib kick or something and he ran for like 60 yards. I love yeah, when oh, the, the announcers football. are like, oh, oh, yeah, here comes the big guy. Yeah. Look at the big man, Ron, man. He really
0: scooped that football up on the squib like it was a cheeseburger at Wendy's at happy hour, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just no, – and, agree and by I love it, it. <laughs> I mean I feel patronized because as a fellow big football man, um, like when I was in high school, I wasn't huge, but I wasn't small. And so they put me at DN, but they would like – every so often I was like just agile enough where they would put me – like they would, they would do some like weird fuckery where I would be lined up as DN, and then I would jump in to cover a pass as a middle linebacker. Yeah. And one of my, one of my only claims to fame um, was a 98-yard interception return. Ooh. And so as a, as a fellow big man, I had nothing but respect for the guys that can do that.
1: Were you winded?
3: Oh, that was uh that was in high school. It was like my junior year when I was uh legitimately trying to play football in college.
1: <laughs> so were you winded?
3: <laughs> oh my god, winded I like if there was an oxygen tank, I would have needed it. I think I walked to the sideline. My it, it was um it was a Saturday morning J V game. So it was basically the way J V worked at my high school was if you didn't want to run sprints and watch film on Saturday, you could suit up and play JV. If you didn't, if you're not a starter, I was never a starter. So I would, I would be the JV captain. Um, and it was just basically, Oh, you want to play fullback for a play? Sure. Jump in. This is
0: (laughs) like bullshit. I got robbed.
3: (laughs) Oh, it was so much fun. And we would always like, I just have such good memories of like playing, you know, playing teams that like we got, Destroyed by like fifty-one to nothing in these JV games because other te- other high schools, their JV team was like serious shit, and ours was just like, yeah, we don't want to do sprints, so we'll just suit up. Um, <laughs> and so we would always just be like, you know, usually on the in the trenches, as they call it, there's a lot of like trash talk going, you know, going from offense to defense. Oh, yeah, there is. And our our trash talk would like I distinctly remember we'd like line up, you know, halfway through the second quarter. And it would be like, Hey, we're all going to the McDonald's down the street after this. Do you guys want to come with?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Might as well well get those details, you know, refined during the game instead of having to meet up afterwards. That's fantastic, man. Well, it makes it easy or whatever after the game at like 1130 at night. Do it when they're right in front of you. You're lined up across from them, and you have to fucking destroy them on a play. Easy. Yeah.
0: I can say that was nothing like our trash talk whenever I was (laughs) – I was a center. and I mean, I played offensive and defensive for a while, but I I locked in at center. Um, I had a friend that his go-to lines, literally the first two snaps, he would walk out and look at the defender and go, hey – so I got two of your numbers. When can I get the rest? And then the next play, he would walk up and be like, damn, I just got to tell you, you got some pretty eyes, boy. And then, that was how we would start every game. I love
3: that. I love that. Get in
2: their head a little bit.
3: Get in their head a little bit, you know. Oh, of course. Look, I think, I think the one time that I was li- – like, I always loved going out on Friday nights when they would let me in. Um, I remember my junior year, the one year our team was good, we made the playoffs, and we played some like some like farm team from like way the fuck down south, which I don't even know how they were in the same like. That was probably yeah. down by my area. <laughs> yeah, but like so basically, I lined up at defensive end, and the uh, the tackle was probably six foot ten and like three hundred eighty five pounds. Like legitimately, Best I was lining corn
0: fed up... country boys out there. Yeah.
3: I was lining up next to this guy that was like NFL sized, and the guy, like you know, I like on Friday nights my trash talk would be more legit, and so I I walked up and uh, you know something along the lines of like, oh, look at you, you know, big, like you must be a big guy, but I'll I'll go right around you, and the guy (laughs) just looks at me, like he he looks at me, no emotion in the face, and he's like, I will break you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that and sounds so about like, right and so i'm like okay all right buddy. like you've been you've been in for you know like like this is the second quarter you've been in all game i'm fresh like i'll get right around you first play he hits me so hard he broke a rib oh, <laughs> right. holy shit man made a promise and Word i'm just, like, and I'm just like after the play like i'm just lying on the ground on my back like coughing and I'm in so much pain and the guy just like looks at me from like, he, he like walks back to the his huddle. I, I'm just on the ground like splayed out and he just looks at me, says nothing, just looks at me. I fucking love it. That's
2: love loving he, a good he, offensive he any, Do you think he knew how to say anything other than I will break you?
3: That guy probably the only things he knew was breathing and left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> <So> his parents <laughs> taught him earlier
2: lifting bales of hay over his head and throwing them onto the tractor trailer yeah that
3: exactly. guy he probably lived in like fucking Crescent City, Illinois and he's just like his his gym is he takes like a 500 pound bale of hay and he does squats with it that's probably, that's probably his <laughs> regimen
1: he does Amen. squats with the hogs
3: Hey, bale, hay is a really good exercise.
0: Did it a couple times in my summer workouts down in Southern Illinois. So,
3: hey, you know what? I, <laughs> I, I fancy myself a bit of a farm boy. I do love, I do love Balin hay.
0: I didn't say I loved it. I said it was a good exercise. <laughs> I.
3: It might just be it's because I went through you that can't Texas do it course. every day. Exactly. exactly. It's fun you, when you go, go to a farm, you a farm for a farm summer. Like
2: once, once or twice a year, like I did on my family's farm growing up. And that's like fun. You're like a kid and it's all whimsical. It's like, ooh, a farm, ooh. But then when you're, when you're there all the time and you're doing right. this shit, it burns out. It burns uh, out.
0: Like, it fuck, burns my out.
2: back hurts. My neck hurts. <laughs> my fucking calluses all over my hand. My foot's bleeding for some reason. You know,
0: Joe, you know who else is probably saying things exactly like that that I want to talk about right now? Who? Andy Dalton, the fucking Bears. What's going on over there? Uh, um, I, want I don't want to explain know.
2: that because that is the most nonsensical week one starter thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: Joe, Yo, you are right. Nick Foles should have started that game.
2: You're fucking right, man.
0: <laughs> Nick Big Foles, Dick Nick truly. coming out there. He would have gun slung that bitch. Yeah, he would have been out there thrown,
3: all. He would have only thrown two picks.
2: Well, any? yeah. <laughs> Wait, how many picks did Andy Dalton throw? Uh, did
3: he throw any? I think he threw one. No, he threw two? Wait, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. Hang on.
2: Because I actually didn't watch that. I flat out refused to watch that game, even though I had time and, and, and resources and the means to watch it. I flat one, out refused to because I, I was I grew up a Bears fan. Like I, the Bears are still like my second team, you know. I grew up in the Chicago area, outside of Chicago. So, and my dad is a huge Bears fan, but I can't watch that fucking team. Don't. It, run by it, morons. It only brings pain. Oh my god! I I if I had a picture, I would show you guys. But there was a um there was a picture that showed Allen Robinson's routes run every single route he ran. Oh, the game. I've seen this photo. Mm-hmm. None of them go past the five yard marker at the line of scrimmage. They're all like yep. these little curls and hooks and flats and slants. And it's like, dude, this is the best receiver on your team. And you're going to have him fucking run these little bitch ass curls and, dunk. and whatnot. A fun you know, fact,
3: park. a fun fact about Dalton's plays He threw 27 passes, 26 of them – or he completed 27 passes. And 26 of them were for 10 yards or less in total, including yards after catch. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yeah,
2: Nagy's a joke. Andy
3: Nagy's a joke. Ryan Pace sucks. Ted Phillips sucks. The McCaskies need to give the team to me because I know what's best for the Bears. Um, So Virginia McCaskies –
2: when you're, when you're a casual fan like myself and you can basically predict what they're going to run 90% of the time on offense. It's you're time for doing you do something fucking, wrong on offense. It's fucking outside zone, screen, inside zone, and they're like, that's fucking it. Those are like the, th- the three top favorite plays, all from shotgun. Stupid. Terrible. Start fields. You know, fire
0: heavy. As- as that as a Packers fan, I I agree with with one of those statements. Um, you should definitely keep Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace. They have done an yeah. excellent job. They have been right. the, the I think the MVPs of of the uh, of the North. There, you know, they have made sure that even the Detroit Lions feel like they have a shot. You know, so good good on the Bears. But <clears throat> I, I I totally you know I think we should start field too, but for a dramatically different reason than a Bears fan. Uh, go ahead. Throw Justin Fields out there, let him get coached in all the wrong fundamentals, set him off on, give him at least another two years before he can fully develop under a new head coach oh. and get good. As a Packers fan, get him out there, man. Let Matt Nagy fuck him up for us. Give us a couple years because I am here exactly to say, like
3: he did with Trubisky. Exactly like he did with Trubisky. But, game. but I'm gonna say, game.
0: I'm gonna say I honestly think Fields, like that man's a ball player, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's, he can be scary for uh, anybody else in the North. Like, I think he can come out and ball out for the Bears if uh, God, I hope if so. he does not get Adam gaist
3: you know? Yeah. And and I will also say this. So, this is coming from a diehard Meatball Bears fan. Um, first of all, us Meatball Bears fans are some of the worst fans in the NFL. And so, my mom, she's from Wisconsin. My Mom's side is all from Wisconsin, uh, so I go to a Packer game or two a year um, when I'm so lucky. Uh, Lambeau Field is an incredible stadium. Packer fans are just incredible, great people. Love going to tailgates with them. Love hanging around them. They're all great. I appreciate that. Shit, <laughs> I was waiting for the butt. They're all great. No, there's butt. <laughs> no, literally, legitimately, there's no butt. They're they're all great. I mean, Aaron Rodgers himself is uh, like beyond a prick. I mean, I watched him snub a little kid for an autograph um, with my that own eyes. Right. But um, other
2: than that, Andy was not a good Jeopardy host. He was no. a terrible Jeopardy host.
3: Bad Jeopardy host. Bad person. Bring bad in the bar Burton for Jeopardy. Whoop, whoop. God, please. He's a uh, he's a pair of mom jeans on the field. <laughs> he's a
0: and hey, that pair of mom jeans has uh, been three MVPs. So uh, if, if that's the case, what's that say about the rest of the teams in the north? You know <laughs> what you know a... what it
2: says about my fantasy lineup? It says that I could have <laughs> fucking destroyed this week and he absolutely he basically <laughs> pulled his pants down on the field and took a fact <laughs> shit all over
0: while seat. flipping you off and doing doing the, the discount double check belt. He while was doing the, the belt, belt off, like right. this.
2: <laughs> so he, he <laughs> actually start next week. Rogers can sit his fucking bum ass on the bench, <laughs> that fucker.
3: And Aaron Yeah, Rogers, yeah I know he's training MVP. For... Yeah,
2: I know he's coming off like a 40 something touchdown season. I don't care. Dude needs to shave his beard, get his shit together, stop pooping on the field. Because I drafted him in three leagues. Three. Drafted
3: him in two. <laughs>
0: well, I'm in,
2: I'm in like six fucking leagues. So he's on he, half my team.
3: He actually, before, before he week one, he, um, he said, fuck you, in particular, Joe Foster. And so you're going to sit him. <laughs> and next week, he's going to play gonna the He's going to ball Detroit, out. <laughs> and he's going to throw for literally 11 touchdowns. And he's going to set an NFL record. And he's going to be on everybody's bench. Or that's yeah, I can see that. Not that, or, extent, but he's gonna throw for four picks and fifty-five yards again, and we'll all be right. Or
2: you know, he'll, you he'll know he'll what
0: you know what I say to that?
2: What do you say to I, that? I was,
0: if, if Aaron Rodgers got a case of the yips, like I said, when Aaron Rodgers was acting like he was gonna leave, don't be wrong. I love what Rodgers has done for the team, but first and foremost, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, baby. So if Aaron Rodgers got the yips, ring in the Jordan Love era jordan was looking it. awful confident out there in the pocket you know still a little uh still a little got to get them fundamentals locked in but he's looking like he might you know might have a little something and with matt lafleur's offense we don't need an mvp to win a few games we probably do to win a super bowl and apparently not um but you know i think i think uh jordan has got a, a decent future with the green bay packers he'll go down as a. Uh, you know, a definite bridge guy till our next superstar, but uh, yeah. I
3: think he can keep us in contention a little bit. So no, I I absolutely agree with you. I I think Jordan Love. I mean, sure, he's no Brett Favre, and he knows he's no Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. You know, I think I think Packers fans have been blessed with a a superstar quarterback for literally twenty five years, plus.
2: Longer than twenty five years. Yeah. What do they
3: have before Favre? Oh.
1: <sighs> Fuck.
0: No, oh, I was just saying. I was,
2: saying, more than two I was thinking years.
3: Favre, Favre and, and Rogers.
2: Rogers oh, is yeah. in like yeah, his seventeenth
3: season. Well, I mean, Rogers has been a starter since two thousand nine, I think. Eight two thousand eight two thousand eight, and, and Favre has been on it on the Packers since ninety
2: six. I feel so, like he's been there way longer. Yeah, has he or, is crazier? Is he older? Then like Hang on. first We're starting.
3: The league in 90. Hang on. I'm pulling this up. 92. 92. Okay. Hold
2: okay, it up. Okay, okay. There we go.
3: So yeah, for 20, 29 years, for 29 years, the green Bay Packers have had a superstar quarterback. And I think that is incredibly lucky. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> but also incredibly unlikely. And I think that they're I mean, you know the Packers were not good in the '80s. Like they were just straight up bad. Um, oh yeah. But I think I I think I said this last year when the Packers got off to like a rough start and there was like some Aaron Rodgers drama at the beginning of the season and I was like, oh well, this is the this is the start of the downfall for the Packers. Um, and it was not. Um, they made it to the NFC Championship and the Bears got um, slimed. But you know what? One of these days. Like, look, and I'm saying this from a place out of love and respect. One of these days, the scales are going to tip.
0: No, I, I totally agree. Here, Here's and, – and you're going to disagree with me on this. Here's okay. the deal, though. I think the scales are going to tip, but I think it's going to be uh, – now, We, I could be proven wrong on this. However, it's looking like maybe they got a guy again. Uh, I think the scales are going to tip very similar to the fashion of, like, what happened with New England. Yeah, or or even like a Saints where it's like the scales are going to tip, but it's not going to be a super long term. Like the pack, like I feel like the Packers are going to be able to tip themselves back in, in a relatively now several years, we're going to go a few rough seasons in there, uh, but I don't think we're going to fall into a you know a, like a Cleveland Browns. We only have a good team every ten years, and then we're bad for thirty <laughs> kind of thing. I don't think I, so. I think
3: the Packers and the Bears both are like they keep it competitive, man. Well, yeah, they're I resilient. Mean, they're they're both like such historic teams that like the like the bears worst season of all time was or yeah no like one of like we had I mean this stretch that we're going through since probably 2011 like you know we're we're averaging between six and 11 wins per season and like we've i mean in 2010 we made it to the nfc championship um i was at that game when we lost to the packers because of fucking bj Raji. bj Um, we i mean 2012 we had the best offense in the league and we made it to i think the, the divisional round but then we lost because our defense was shit um and we made it to the playoffs twice under trubisky so like we're not bad by any stretch of the word when looking at records and playoff history, right? We just have a shitty, like a shitty front office, shitty management and shitty coach. So that's like the end. I mean, there are other issues, of course, like our offensive line and the fact that we have fucking 10 tight ends on our roster. Um, but like, I love the tight end, tight end scoop up. You guys got going
0: on consistently. <laughs>
3: I mean, don't get me wrong. All, all four of us are, are fans of tight ends oh yeah definitely I just Python. gotta say
0: though if the Bears are gonna do a tight end scoop every fucking year they could at least go pull a Patriots and like scoop up a bunch of good ones instead of a bunch of say, tight ends that everyone's can, like who the fuck is this
3: guy they can do better yeah, than bowling ball head
1: university legend Eric Saubert
3: <laughs> woo yeah. let's go Eric yeah let's do it does he yeah. have
1: an NFL catch yeah he yeah. actually won this past week oh nice Oh, he, he had nice. one
0: or two with the Falcons back when he was with them?
1: I mean, I think he's he's caught the ball. It's just that he's – like, he's just – he doesn't he, – he's not, like, a star player. Like, they put him in for, like, a play or two maybe every other game or something like that. Put him yeah, in yeah. for a few snaps. Well,
2: yeah.
1: Hey, he's still there. We still yeah, went to college with him. He's still there. He's not on the practice squad.
2: Yes. Well, we all talked about what's going on with our favorite teams, Dave how about them, them Buffalo
3: bills pills?
0: oh nobody circles the wagons me. like the Bill. Buffalo oh. bills oh i'm going to say I, I got it wrong
3: twice i'm just going to shut up
1: i feel more comfortable pr- i am probably on the same boat as john and john's panic level with the packers but probably little probably less than that because like john like you're you're probably not worried about the packers right now like the saints nah, uh, like like joe and matt have been saying the saints are a good team and let's just – and and this probably isn't a telling game of what Aaron Rodgers is going to be like the entire season.
0: It better fucking it, not be.
1: I, I, I wouldn't – like I wouldn't be worried as a Packers fan. I'm not worried as a Bills fan. But I'm probably less worried as a Bills fan than I am as a Packers fan. Um, oh, it, it, it wasn't a it, – it wasn't a terrible game. Just the offense wasn't coming alive. Uh, Zach Moss was a healthy scratch from the game. Or uh, he so, was, He was inactive but healthy. Uh, so I don't know what was up with that, but the run, the, the Russian game was pretty much, uh, non-existent as expected. Um, I'm not worried. I'm not worried.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think with the bills, it's like, it was a close game. I mean, they looked okay for the most part. Um, you know, Josh Allen threw for 270, 270 yards, a touchdown and no picks. Like that's not terrible.
1: Yeah. I think he Um, rushed like 44 yards as well.
3: Yep, 44 yards. Um, but you know, I, I think that the the Bills look. I mean, they look fine. It just looks to me like week one of the NFL season. I think they just need to get their get their system going. Um, I mean, I think that was what we saw with a lot of teams. Um, I know we said one of us may have been me said earlier. Like week one was just a, like basically every team except the Saints and the a couple of others were just like bumming out. And I mean that, I think that's to be expected in week one of the NFL, but it, you know, it sets the tone. I mean, when you lose by 35 points, uh, really sets the tone for the rest of the year. But I think the bills are in a good shape. I mean, even after that loss, I still think they're, I would say one of my favorites to win the division or win the conference.
1: Yeah, you know who my favorite is to win Manager of the Year, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott,
3: (laughs) Josh Allen, Manager of the.
2: You mean David? I think your brain is in MLB mode. Coach of the Year, yeah. Coach of the Year. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I don't think they do Manager of the Year in the NFL.
3: (laughs) Well, if they did, Ryan Pace would not be winning it.
2: Ryan Pace should finish fucking dead last. I every hate year since Ryan Pace. I
0: fucking love it. No, Ryan Pace, the Bears organization makes no sense to me. I just, It never will, but we've already touched yeah. on them. Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Did you ever notice, Dave, I, I literally just thought of this. You guys are basically the inverse of the uh, Tennessee Titans. Like Tennessee relies on their run game and just hopes that their quarterback, you know, can do the right decisions. You guys are relying on your quarterback and just hoping and praying that, for God's sake, one of your running backs will get a good running game. <laughs> like, you know, it's true. Yeah, I, I
1: mean, and the running back having a good running game is like it hap- It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen too frequently. Uh, it's no, and it, it, it is. It is partially because. of of their line, but it's also like, I I don't think that Devin Singletary is the is the long term answer that everyone thinks he is. Um, he's not really fast, and he has terrible hands. He has god awful hands.
0: Bro, how many how many times did he fumble like out the sideline while we were watching that game?
1: So like like I, I was like cooking some breakfast and stuff during that, but from when I was watching, I saw him lose the ball at least two times. Gr- granted, they, nice. they they luckily went out of bounds but he he they it fell out of his hand two times and I'm like this like no this hasn't improved with him uh, I think Zach Moss could be really good he's a very explosive fast guy but he last year was his rookie season he was injured for a while uh came back and then he got injured again I believe it was um, hmm. and then he didn't he wasn't playing uh didn't start week one. I don't know where he. I don't know where he is. What's up with that? Um, but they better put him in this week against the Dolphins. And I, I'm not. I would be a little, little worried. I guess you could say if we lost to the Dolphins. Um,
0: I don't know, man. The Dolphins. Uh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't ball out a little bit. Now, no, I, I, I think, think it was a fair. lot of hopes I, I, and prayers on his part. But
1: no, no, no. That's what I said. I would be a little worried if the if the Dolphins win this game. Um, but, you know, I, I have faith in Josh Allen. Josh Allen I don't think has lost against the Dolphins. That could be completely wrong, but he, he has a very good record of, against the Dolphins and I think they'll figure out Tua because Tua's kind of a, he, he's a he's a he, he's a short passer type of guy. So I mean I have a feeling that they're gonna be able to keep it in. Trey White's gonna have a big game, Micah Hyde's gonna have a big game. Sorry, I like Micah Hyde. I don't think the I don't have to think Micah the will be there again, but I think Josh Allen's going to unleash. He's going to throw a few touchdowns. I think it's going to be a good game. So.
2: Yeah, and I also think you guys are going to bounce back pretty hard because I think most of the teams that did not do well in Week One that were expected to do well, I think a lot of it had to do with Week One rust. Yeah. Uh, now you know, like the Tennessee Titans, for example, you know, like Taylor Luan or whatever, their, their left tackle gave up like five sacks against Chandler yeah. Jones. Well, um, I, he, he just got fucking bullied the entire game. Like the Bills not being fully locked in on offense, like that's going to happen in week one. You're going to have that right. kind of run. Like this was like the Saints dating back to like, I don't know, fucking 2010, 2011 have not won a week one game until this year and for whatever reason they just fucking balled out in week one and i nobody has no idea why they were just more prepared
3: well i Um, think it's also like a matter of i mean expectations too because look at you know look at the titans falcons the titans were favorites to win the afc for a while and go to the super bowl um and the falcons i mean fuck the falcons they're dirty birds they need to get washed um and Wait, so I think what
2: the the Falcons? no I'm
3: saying I'm saying the Titans and the Falcons I'm saying oh. that like you know it, it may have been expectations like the Bills for example as well were expected to do really really well and you know I think part of it is like when you have super high expectations it's hard to live up to them especially coming off of a full off season. so I think yeah. that might have some of it to do too in addition to Joe what you said that they kind of week one rust that is always, always there.
1: Looking, yeah. at the, looking at the stats from that game, it was a very typical Bills game. The Bills led them in ma- mainly everything. Uh, total yards of 371 as opposed to the, the Steelers 252. Um, 254 passing yards um, opposite of the Steelers 177. 117 rushing yards to the Steelers 75 like um but it 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 came down then all like even 22 first downs versus 16 first downs it came down to the, them going for uh fourth down conversions three times and only being s- successful one of those times mm-hmm. and then having eight penalties for 81 yards as well like, and yeah. Didn't they have
3: a um? – didn't they lose a touchdown off of, like, a blocked field goal or something? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it, was, it was a black punt. blocked punt. Um, ah. It was a blocked punt, and then they returned it for a touchdown, which they – yeah. Uh,
2: I think that after that, the Bills lost a lot of momentum.
1: It, Yeah, I mean, it wasn't – I wouldn't say it was a fluke game per se, but like like Joe and Matt, like you guys said, it getting the rust off. But those are also typical Bills problems. Like John, also what I was saying to you, I was like, yeah, okay, well we're entering the third quarter, so the Bills are gonna do jack shit now. Right. And then you're, and then the third quarter ends, you're like, oh, okay, well you're you right. Like you
0: fucking called it, man. Like, like the game <laughs> fell apart.
1: <clears throat> like they have, if they don't score enough in the early parts of the game, I get a little nervous sometimes because usually I know that the other, they're just gonna fall asleep a little bit and we usually come out with a win, but. They make it interesting.
3: They also, make- I just realized that I'm an idiot. I had been saying Titans-Falcons when I meant to say Titans-Cardinals. Just okay. wanted to, just wanted to clear that up.
2: One earlier, I was like, why are you talking about the Falcons? <laughs>
3: because Falcons and Cardinals.
2: They six points this week.
3: <laughs> yeah, against the Eagles. Um, but Falcons yeah. and Cardinals, to me, they're the, same, they're the same team. There's no difference.
2: Yeah, they're both red.
3: They're, both, They're birds. both
2: They both start with A. They both Atlanta, Arizona, you know. They
3: they both both their stadiums are below the Mason-Dixon line.
2: Yep.
0: They have a very different situation at quarterback though.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: one of they them. Have, okay. That's true. Uh, they have a very different situation like everywhere. The Falcons are doomed to fail this season and the next season and the next season after that probably. And the Cardinals actually have a future. That's true. That's where their main difference lies.
1: So with Julio no longer there, who is no. who is the guy?
2: Exactly. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and – Kyle Pitts. force-feed Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Who's a lot of pressure to put on a rookie. Yeah. Who's, who's a tight end on the depth chart, but – But is a really wide receiver. Just a tall wide receiver. Yes. yes. Right. No, uh, that's the Calvin thing. Like, had, Kyle
0: – Kyler Murray's trying some hard work out there and showing that that he can play quarterback at the elite level. But certainly when he's throwing to guys like that, I mean, no disrespect intended to him, but uh, I mean,
3: question marks. Yeah. I mean, like, look, when you're throwing at DeAndre Hopkins, it really doesn't matter who you are a quarterback. You're going to look great. Exactly. Same thing. If, You know, I mean, Matt Ryan, like, I hate to say it, but by no stretch of the word is he a bad quarterback? Probably going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback at some point. But if your best receiver, if your best receiving option is a rookie who shouldn't be a tight end and fucking Calvin Ridley, you're not going to look good. Right. I mean,
2: Calvin, to be fair, Calvin Ridley is pretty good. However, he's not bad. I I think Julio being on the same team as him made Calvin Ridley look a lot better. Now that Calvin Ridley is going to be on his own, it's going to be like the Juju situation in 2019. After AP left, everyone was like, oh, shit, Juju's going to go off. We're going to see how he does on his own. And then he ended up being dog shit. I think Mm -hmm. a very similar thing is going to happen to Calvin Ridley. He's not going to be dog shit because I think he's better than Juju, but he's going to – be below everyone's expectations.
3: Well, yeah, and as it's because.
2: As well as everyone else on that offense.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, and like for, you know, for situations like that, it's, it's because also I see Scruffy in the background and I love it. Yeah, um,
2: he's just, he's just <laughs> fucking around.
3: Love it. But like with Calvin Ridley, when you have somebody like Julio or DeAndre Hopkins or, you know, like a really elite wide receiver one on your team, your wide receivers two and three tend to shine because you have you know like you have guys double covering Julio so, so much
0: attention going to that wide receiver one position
3: exactly so Calvin Ridley ends up being open and he looks great because you know nobody's looking at him and you're able to throw you know 15 16 yard passes to him no problem because he's always going to be open but when Calvin Ridley is that guy he is not Julio Jones and when he is the wide receiver one you know, he can be, he can be single covered by a good safety or a good cornerback and he'll be locked up. And, you know, then Matt Ryan has to look for his other options. And so performance is just going to go down when you don't have that guy, especially since that happened in the offseason. there's not, there hasn't really been real game experience for that offense to figure out who they are without Julio.
2: Well yeah, like I said, it's like what happened with Juju in 2019. Absolutely. I mean, I after AB left, I jumped on the oh, Juju's going to go off train.
3: I remember and that.
2: Boy, was I dead wrong. So <laughs> Look,
3: I just hope that uh Calvin Ridley doesn't become a TikTok star like Juju. I hate it.
0: Oh god. No. Um you had talked about taking away that first read um and, you know, having to look for those second and third, you know, wide receivers. So I saw this video uh, earlier in the week, and it was a really interesting analysis on Tua uh, in this first game. Mm-hmm. Tua of, has, like, the lowest percentage of completion uh, of any quarterback in the NFL right now. Interesting. After his first read. If you make him go beyond his first read, he has, like, the ability abysmally it's like 10 percent rate of completion if he has to throw beyond his first read
2: That is uh, the same
3: thing that's
2: a bad specific stat that's so advanced that is a i know
0: stat. it's so crazy and then there was like there was, there was there was some video footage too that was showing like one of two one of the things that two like either has to get better at or defenses are gonna just right you know tear him apart on is, uh, and I know like you can find clips of anything, right? So I'm not saying that this is the defining thing with Tua, but yeah. it showed like they essentially provided some video clips of like, yeah, when Tua had to move around the pocket too, like he's not even necessarily moving around in the way that like a, a Josh Allen would. He's trying to move around, but he's still failing to read it. And and in like four different plays this past Sunday, uh, it was, he was forced to move and he just chucked it up. Like didn't like he looks in the direction of where his other read should be and just chucks it up. Both yep. of those got intercept, or two of those got intercepted by the way. Because uh, he's literally just like, fuck, I don't know,
3: over there. Well, so it's the same thing it's the same thing with yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. He has his one read and yeah. if he doesn't have that read, then he either scrambles or throws pick. Yeah. No, and that's just like I think something like you said, that's
0: not a stat that I'd ever would have thought to look up. And then it's really it's just I
2: didn't even know you could fucking track no you know
3: (laughs) exactly you gotta have you gotta have like the the eye cam like you gotta have like the inter-helmet like eye cams going on to track that shit right that's I was just like this is insane that
0: we're at this point don't get me wrong I kind of love it like that's a really like you said that's a really telling fucking stat about a quarterback absolutely it is and I mean
2: guess who the first read is on every play you can effectively shut down the Miami offense.
0: And if you – you the more game film that comes out and the more that Tua shows us tells of who he's comfortable with and who he's not, suddenly you're able to go out there and just – Tua might go out there and, you know, he might break Jameis's record if he doesn't lock that shit up. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. T- out-toss them interceptions. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's interesting because I'm like a big – you know, by, by day, I'm like a big data analytics guy. And I, like, I'm really interested to see how, like, in-depth and, you know, how next-gen we can get with these stats. Like, oh, yeah. I I bet there's going to be a time somewhere, sometime in the near or not so near future, I guess. But, like, you know, I, I guarantee you that if football is still around in, like, 50, 60 years, there will be stats where there will be, like, brain implants in the quarterbacks and you'll be able to see, like... You know, how quickly does the neurons fire in fucking Tom Brady's robot body?
0: That's I, you know, I, I would love to see when we get to the point of mechanizing our and making our folks cyborgs, uh can we can we look at the uh <laughs> The brain studies for Peyton Manning too, because you know I just want to see that big old head of his. Like he's got to have <laughs> just some real firing going on out there. You
2: it's it's
3: ninety percent football.
2: Every <laughs> single play in his head that he's, he's ever, ever run.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what the shape of a brain is like per se. Like, <laughs> is his brain like up sideways? Like it's <laughs> like the long going up?
0: I don't know, man. But I I, did you
1: guys Hartford on its side? Did you
0: guys see the video clip of, uh, what was it, ESPN2 that had Peyton and Eli call the Monday Night Football game? Oh, the Manning cast. The Manning cast. (laughs) And Peyton just goes, first play right here, tells you everything you need to know. All right. All right. They're gonna go six and eleven. And like literally their first like it was like a handoff for five yards. And that was just Peyton's like immediate prediction. <laughs> he was like, right here, this is gonna tell you everything you need to know about this team. All right, first play, snap, they're gonna go six and eleven. It just
3: moves on. I was like, <laughs> my my absolute favorite thing is seeing announcers that are like I mean, honestly in any sport, but like I just know football well. Um right. like you know, seeing people like Tony Romo, the Manning brothers, uh, fucking, um, what's his name, the the other guy, the, Tim Tebow, the, no, the <laughs> defensive guy. I don't know. There, there's a there's like five or six like prominent announcers that are like, you know, like, like football players that just retired and are now announcers. And oh, I was, okay. So yeah, yeah. I, Charles Wood Woodson, Ray Lewis. Yeah, that yes. Charles Woodson. I I don't know why I could think of
2: announcing. I mean,
3: I know Michael Strahan did or does. um, But, like, like, it's it's just really interesting to, like, see, like, hear those guys, you know, like, being – because they've been on that field for years, and it's just so interesting to, you know, like, for example, that Peyton Manning thing. It's just so interesting that, like, you can do that and be like, oh, yeah, no, this play, and you can, like, dissect it in a way that only, you know, quarterback, only defense. a quarterback. Yeah.
0: Pat, Pat McAfee talked about this exact thing on, I think it was yesterday's show they were talking about, cause they were talking about that clip and Peyton mm-hmm. and Eli. And it's so true though, because those guys, you know, the Charles Woodson, Ray Lewis, Peyton Manning, you know, whatever. Uh, those guys that they spent years playing that game and being, good at it right Mm -hmm. like oh yeah about guys that went and won some damn championships they know what it means to be an elite team and they hear their perspective and how like they think about things in real time and then like comparing that to how we think about it as a fan right And you're like Mm -hmm. oh yeah no these guys have their own fucking way of thinking like their own that those people's brains do not operate like the
3: rest of us because they have programmed it so well in this craft (laughs) and i think and I think that's one thing that I really love about having the opportunity to, you know, play football for as long as I did. Like, obviously I'm not a Peyton Manning. If I was, I would be in the NFL. But, um, you know, If you I, were, like, this podcast would have a lot more listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just so cool to, you know, like for for a while, when I was in high school, I, you know, as a defense, as a defensive end, I would focus on the, I'd focus on the offense and I'd be like, oh, no, I this, this is going to be a pass because, you know, because whatever, uh, Brandon Marshall is lined out in the slot and, you know, Jay Cutler is in pistol. And, like, because of that, it's going to be a play-action boot right and Alshon Jeffers is going to get the ball and it's going to be 13 yards. Like, I just think that's, like, it's so cool when I see other people do that and it's just oh, yeah. cool to, like, have that. I wouldn't say that I would call it like a superpower of mine, but cause I'm not that good at it, but like, it's just cool to be able to be like, even, to have that understanding. Yeah. yeah. Or like even just looking at the defense on the field and being like, Oh yeah. Okay. They're lined up at a base 4 three. They're probably going to, you know, drop two of the linebackers and, and rush four.
0: Absolutely. No, I definitely get that. I've, I've been at, so like I mentioned earlier, offensive lineman, and yeah, ecstatic mm-hmm. to have played for the amount of time that I did. Um, but, yeah, I'll go to games or I'll watch games online and, and just looking at some of the formations and even how the offensive linemen are kind of positioning. You're like, oh, this is probably going to be uh, – like with the Packers, there's a few times that I can definitely tell, like, oh, they're, they're probably about to run an end around here. Yeah. Uh, or they're, they're about to try this here, you know, that kind of thing. So it, – and it is really cool. And then to think about that and, like, even with just the time that I had with football that I was able to develop that – now take that time, or, or for you in this instance, right? Take mm-hmm. that time and multiply that shit by our lifetime because that's how long yeah. these guys have been playing fucking football.
3: Well, and, it's, and it's, just it's, like, at, like, <laughs> it's just such a whole nother level of like having to understand and be able to read from, you know, going from high school to college and then from college to pros and then going from a rookie to being a, you know, a Hall of Fame player.
0: Absolutely. Like, Especially with the way the NFL has changed
3: over the years there's so much just like intelligence that you need to have. And it's just, it's so incredible to watch that. And it's so cool to like have a fraction of that, of that understanding.
0: Absolutely. That's the, the greatest. Th- and then we'll, we can pivot here, but that's the, the thing that I would say is probably the most underappreciated about quarterbacks, like a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, uh, Drew Brees, uh, even a little bit of Peyton in there. Um, you know, these guys that were around in the early to mid two thousands, and that are still around playing the game at a high level right now, not only because of like all the age and stuff like that, but the NFL today does not look like the NFL in (laughs) right? (laughs) Defenses don't look the same. Offenses Offenses don't look the same. The The rules don't look the same uh, in a lot of ways. And so the fact that those guys were not only able to rise to the top level of the sport but then they were able to go, "Oh, you're going to really change a lot of this up and totally change the way that I've been doing this my whole life?" Yeah, no problem. I'm that in tune with this sport that I'm going to I'm going to continue to deliver at an
3: elite level. It is all right. So, I want to do I want to do a little round table here and I want to hear after after week 1, uh, you know, the night before week 2 starts, what just from week 1, everything you've seen, everything you know to this this point. What's the Super Bowl going to look like? Ooh.
1: That's tough. It's going to look. It's like a good one. The Saints—that's what it's going to look like, Matt. The Bills are going to get their shit together. They're going to be able to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs again look again—they look like a mortal team. Um, Any—they could be beaten. They could be beaten. They—they they weren't beaten, but they look like a team, just like last year with the Raiders. How they just look like a team against them. They could be beaten. The Bills will beat them. Bills, Saints, Super Bowl.
2: All right. Yeah, well, oh, so it's my turn now. Okay. Yeah, Um, let's hear it. Yeah, man, geez, I don't know. Uh, I'd really like to say, oh, by the way, that's my roommate walking in. Um, I would really like to say that it's going to be Saints and that Jameis Winston will take them to the upper echelon of what this team can be. However, I'm not going to say that they will make it to the Super Bowl, and I think it's gonna be injuries as it always is with this fucking team, is everyone getting fucking injured. Like all of our first round picks getting injured at inopportune times, offenseman lineman injuries, quarterback injuries plagued us the last since 2018, basically, yep. at the most inopportune times. So I just know that's gonna happen. I just I know it. I'm conditioned as a Saints fan. So I'm going to have to say I think the Bucks are going again because Tom Brady magic and Bills. Okay. That's my prediction, Bucks and Bills. Um, Bucks and Bills. Now as a biased Saints fan, I'm going to say Saints and Bills, but non-biased completely just no bias whatsoever, I truly think it'll be Bucks Bills this year. Right. General
1: question about football. When could like is the trade deadline like done?
3: No, I think we. No, we got like week week, eight. Yeah, eight
1: eight or nine. Okay. Yeah. Second question: How? Okay, not question. Here's here. I'm gonna throw out a hot take right here. All right, let's hear it. The Jameis will take the Saints decently far, but they're gonna try to stay competitive with the Bucks, who will probably they're they're gonna have a little rocky start too. I have a feeling. The Saints are going to trade for a quarterback who, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to trade for a quarterback that will come in and that will have a role either kicking out Jameis or doing more of a more of kind of
2: like a tandem role.
3: The GOAT, Tim Tebow.
2: Do <laughs> you guys see him in those preseason games with the Jaguars?
0: I did. That's what, what I said.
2: The GOAT. Jesus Christ, man. I'm. He's twice my size. I think I could have made better blocks than he did. Yeah,
1: he was, he was, he was bouncing. He was bouncing around that line like a beach ball and Nickelback. At a
3: Nickelback concert. Uh, yeah, okay,
2: Matt. Super Bowl prediction. Go. All right.
3: <clears throat> I think. So for the AFC, I think that the Browns are going to come back. I think they're. I think they're. They're fired up. They got a good-looking team on both sides of the ball they were able to hang with the chiefs they only lost on like a last second walk off touchdown i think the browns are going to win the afc it's going to be a close game browns bills browns win like 38-35 they are going to meet in the super bowl i'm going to say the um, i'm going to say the rams i think that stafford is finally going to like i think the lions quarterback has a curse and i think that Stafford being on the Rams is going to break that curse for him. He's gonna he's gonna have his MVP season this year, and he's going to take the Rams to the Super Bowl. I think the Rams beat the Browns in the Super Bowl.
2: All right, I respect yeah, that. I fucking hate the Rams, but I like your realistic. I aspect.
3: do too, but I like Sta- I like Stafford.
2: I like Cooper Cup, and I like that. <sighs> I like that take.
3: Thank you. I'm I have
2: literally Bull. no one on that team. I <laughs> fucking hate, despise that organization.
3: I do hate the Rams, though.
2: Hey, I'll I'll trade for Cooper <laughs> Cup. Oh my God.
3: Yeah, that's all right. I'll, I'll keep, no, I'll no, no, cool no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. We're not going to the, You two go into your little fucking back and forth after this. <laughs>
3: all right, our- John. What's uh What's the Super Bowl looking like for you, my friend?
2: Yeah, fuck us up. Give us something spicy. I
0: don't think I'm going to give you anything that spicy on the AFC side. I too actually believe in the Buffalo bills. I think the Buffalo bills are going to circle the wagons. They're going to take it all the way to the top. Um, I think that I I agree. The chiefs are mortal. Um, but boy, they're going to be a hard, hard road ahead. So if it isn't Buffalo, it's going to be the chiefs, but I really think that the Buffalo is going to rally it up. Um, I think Cleveland's going to suffer some heartbreak again coming into uh, coming into that uh, playoffs, though. Uh, on yeah. the NFC side, I uh, – accused me of homerism, but I think the Packers are going to make a hell of a run at it. Not uh, – I don't think it's going to be pretty. I honestly think they're going to slide in on a wild card. Um, I think they're going to have a very up-and-down season, but I really do think this is – I don't want to say it's a last dance situation because the Packers are not accomplished enough recently to have that yeah. kind of a claim. But I really do think this is like, hey, this is the prove it year for a lot of folks, uh, including, I think, the Packers and, and a lot of our team. Uh, this is going to be the year that like we either got to go win it because we're not all coming back or we got to go win it. Uh, so that we can work out some deals because everybody knows about the Rogers drama, right? right? Like that's a reality. I've come to terms with the fact that this is probably his last year as a Packers fan. I can accept that. Sure. Devonte Adams is probably also on his way out. That's a huge fucking detriment to a wide receiver core. That's real questionable. Um, we then have, a Jair Alexander coming up on a hot contract that we're going to have to do something. We have some of the worst cap space in the league right now. Um, and we have, yeah, just a number of like key players across the team. So the only way that we can, we can either work out deals or, or, you know, send those guys off is, is we got to go out with this championship. So I think they're going to make it. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really interesting um Buffalo Packers Super Bowl uh, that I think is going to flip the script a little bit. I think uh, the Packers are going to rely very heavily. Aaron Rodgers is going to Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, we know that. But I actually think the star of the Packers uh, Super Bowl – now, I don't even know if we win, but I'm saying the star of the Packers Super Bowl will be the run game built off of a three-headed horse that will find its groove throughout the season of Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Kylan Hill. All right. I that's that's that. my spin. That's my spot. Now, I think that, though, the reason that happens is because I foresee uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing a little bit of that energy from the Saints fandom over here. I think Tampa Bay is going to have one hell of a run after a little bit of an up and down start. Uh, and then right as they're going into playoff season, they're going to find the injury bug just ripped them apart. Certainly, um, Especially – I just – I don't know what it is, but something about that defense feels like there's a lot of fragility in there uh, that's going yeah, to that wear t- down with that extra Tampa's game too. Those,
2: yeah, they're one of those teams where it's like one injury and then Changes they have like the, the conversation. No, depth, no depth after that. It's, it's like,
0: like the Chiefs last year, right? Like well, that's yeah. what
2: happened to the Chiefs yeah.
0: going into the fucking
3: Super Bowl. <laughs>
2: yeah, they, lo- they lose their tackles and they implode. Yeah. And, and, and then and they make, lose
3: their quarterback and they have to deal with Chad Henney in the fucking yeah. AFC Championship.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, that was fucking wild. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I don't think – I think the Bills are also probably one of those teams that are like an injury away yeah. from, yeah. you know, being like non-competitors. I think
0: there's a lot of teams this year that are that way, and I think the salary cap had a lot
2: to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the few teams that's immune to that is probably the Saints. And I'm not just saying that. No, I would agree. Yeah, I agree that. too. Swinson goes down. You have Taysom Hill, who went 3-1 and one as a starter last year. You have one of the best offensive minds in the game who will scheme to make Taysom Hill a good quarterback. You have any injuries on the offensive line. Well, that happened against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Our, our, yeah. st- our center went down after like two plays. Yeah. And the, you in, guys in, didn't even yeah. flinch. Yeah. The, the offensive line didn't miss a beat. We have like six linebackers on the roster. So somebody who are all really good. So yeah. one of the linebackers goes down. That's like our that's like one of the most important positions on defense. They're good there. Um, so I think, but I still think that injuries will be the shortcoming of the Saints this year because after week one, there are already six players who didn't practice this week because of injuries. Jeez. Right.
0: Six. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um
2: so like, I mean, you can only use backups to a certain extent, you know, yeah, like right. the, Saints, the Saints can go without, you know, playing a couple starters, but playing without like five or six starters,
0: you're changes the, the conversation around the game. Absolutely. It does. Yeah.
2: So,
0: so yeah. I want to ask, we're going to, we're going to do a quick round of hot takes here. And then, I don't know, we've been going for like an hour and a half. We should probably like at wrap <laughs> yeah. up, but yep, uh, Hey, do. see, I'm keeping it. Well. Um, I've got two questions that I want to know everyone's perspective on. All right. Which rookie quarterback is going to have the best season? Not necessarily their team. Which rookie quarterback is going to go out and have the best season this year? Question. Yes.
1: What, what, what happened with the 49ers? Because I thought Trey Lance was playing.
0: So, Trey Lance – so, as a lot of people suspected, so far as of right now, Kyle Shanahan is essentially doing – uh, what the Saints did with Taysom, which is they're building specific packages for Trey Lance, and they're subbing him in for those at the moment when they find necessary, and then they're swapping him back out with Jimmy G. They're doing a little bit of a – almost, uh, like I said, a little bit like the Saints when – when. Uh, Breeze went down last year. Also a little bit like what Do- the Dolphins did when they were doing the the kind of the committee of quarterback between Fitzpatrick and Tua. Oh, um, it was amazing. Fitzmagic. RIP that dude. Yeah, truly. All
3: right. So, so question one was – the. sorry, you said you had two questions. Question one was the rookie quarterback. What's number two? Yes. Question
0: number two, uh, which – which quarterback that's getting kind of a fresh start on our new team. So this is your Stafford, your Goffs, your uh, Bridgewaters, uh, you know, which of those quarterbacks is going to have the best season too, and, and find a new kind of a new life out there in the NFL.
2: Hmm. All right. So I'll start because I think I have my answer to your first question right off the bat. I think it's going to be Mac Jones on the Patriots.
0: Okay. And
2: here's why I think so. Uh, number one, his name is Bill. And and he is an evil genius and he's going, he really, I think we all knew from the get go, he really liked Mac Jones. He was just waiting for him to fall to him in the draft and he got him. And not only that, but he's surrounding him with talent this year. I mean, you had Damian Harris. I mean, granted, he had the crucial fumble against the dolphins uh, on Sunday, but Damian Harris who's excellent running back who really shined last year. Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry at tight end, Nelson Aguilar. Now he's on the Patriots, right? He had a really good game. Um, and you have a really good O-line. You have a defensive minded coach, um, you know, who, who is able to make Brady blossom into this amazing quarterback. I think he's going to do not to the same extent as Brady, but I think Matt Jones is going to outshine Lawrence Wilson, you know, Lance, if he starts fields, if he starts. Um, your second question, which quarterback do I think who's like a newcomer is going to kind of come out and do really well? Again, me being a Saints fan, I am, I want to say Winston because he's playing with Sean Payton, who genius offensively, I mean, was able to scheme to just absolutely demolish the Packers, five touchdowns, no picks. This is a different Jameis Winston. However, I don't think it's going to be Jameis. I think Stafford by the end of the year is going to end up being the best newcomer quarterback because he has been, I mean, he's been excellent on the lions, but you can only do so much play for the lions. <laughs> and I think the Rams are an immediate upgrade. Um, In every aspect of the game, coaching-wise, offensive line, receiving weapons, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all these guys, I think it's going to be Stafford, with Winston being a close, close second.
3: Joe, I think I have to agree with you exactly. I think Mac Jones is by far going to be the best rookie this year. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be number two, just because he's the best quarterback that has, you know, come into the NFL in a very, very long time, I think, well, no, I take that back. I'm sorry. I think, I think Trevor Lawrence is the, is out of the rookie crop of this year, the best day one starter, which is why he's the one starting and nobody else is really, you know, that, that job is not, is up in the air for everybody else. But I agree with you. Mac Jones is on the Patriots with Bill Belichick, who is a fucking genius. I think Mac Jones has potential to become the next Tom Brady.
2: <clears throat> I only, I mm, I don't think he's going to be the next Tom Brady.
3: Only time I will think tell.
2: That might be a bit. I mean, it, this is hot takes, so that, that is a hot take. That's my
3: that's my spicy they, hot take number one. Mac Jones right. is going to become the next Tom Brady. Spicy hot take number two. I agree that Stafford is going to be by far the best quarterback on a new team. I think hot take, hot take, he's going to lead the Rams to the Super Bowl. Spicy, super hot take, he's going to be the MVP this year. Ooh. Super, super hot take, he's going to throw for more than 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. No problem. Who is this? <laughs> Matt Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford on the L.A. Rams. Because he's already thrown. I mean, on the Lions, he throws for like – 40 plus touchdowns and like 4,500 yards, no problem on the lions. Like Joe, as you said, he has all these weapons. He has a great defense behind him. He has like a good running attack. He has a good, like, he has a good offensive minded coach in uh, McVeigh. Like that is, that is his, this is his league for him to win.
2: Yeah. Oh, I think I, no, I, yeah, that's, that's exactly my logic. He's been held back by the Lions for so long. Um, he's finally has a supporting cast that's going to help push him to the next upper echelon of, of QB play. But, however, I don't think he's going to be leaps and bounds better than everyone else. I just think, statistically, he's going to end up being the best. And I think Winston is probably going to be a close second because everyone likes to talk about how he threw 30 – thir- not 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions – Two years but ago. But that was
3: before LASIK
2: Jameis. That was before LASIK – well, yeah, okay, sure. The LASIK surgery had something to do with it. I think the main thing is that Sean Payton is just a way better fucking coach than Bruce Arians That's and it. can actually coach an offense to his player strengths. So – but we'll see. We'll see. We will see.
0: All right, I going to jump in here real oh, quick. Oh, yeah, no, go we're for to go to Dave, and I want to hear Dave – but I love that we, we have a very subtle hot take occurring uh, that nobody on this call is, is going to argue against. We have no reason to, you know, you over here saying Bruce Arians is a pretty shit coach. I know a couple million people down in Tampa Bay, Florida, that would uh, disagree with you on that one. Uh, uh, I think yeah. they're looking at it going, he just led their team uh, to a super bowl for the first time in uh, quite some time there. So I love the hot take. I'm not going to disagree. But yeah. you might have some folks out there that, that definitely think uh, you're missing the mark there with old Brucey.
2: This is a conversation for another day, probably. But um, we'll get Bruce Arias is not the reason the Bucks went and won the Super Bowl. Not even by a mile. We're, we're
0: going to get into that.
2: Long for the ride. And there are two people on that team who deserve the most credit for taking them to the Super Bowl. And one of them. Uh, is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And the other one is their defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. So.
0: Todd Bowles, crappy head coach, but locked in the Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dave, what uh, is he, your yeah.
3: – Yeah. What do you oh, got sorry. for go us? Ahead. No, go, go ahead, Dave.
0: What do you got for us, man?
1: Okay. I think Trevor Lawrence is the real deal, or Trevor Lawrence is going to at least put up some Joe Burrow – or not, uh, some like Justin Herbert numbers. I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. Just, and I, I, th- I think that he probably is going to look like what Joe Burrow was looking like last year until he went down with an injury. Um, he's going to have a solid season. I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the best of the rookie class this season. The best and... on the team, though, is the man that has has been had some pretty bad luck these past few years, and that is my guy, Mr. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, Ty Tyrod is gonna do some. He, he's not gonna do anything spectacular with the um, with his new team. But like, I look at like Fitzpatrick. Actually, that wasn't a, was last was last year his first year with the Dolphins, or it
3: was his first uh, year starting? I think was,
0: Yeah, because <clears throat> he might have been like his second year. Okay. Yeah, like, I
3: forget where it was before.
1: Like, last year, I, like I wouldn't say that... Uh, I don't know. I, I think that he was he was really solid last year and just kind of like... I don't know, just like the benchmark of where I was at, essentially. Like, like Tyrod, I, I think that he's going to give them probably five wins. Texans are going to come in with five wins under Tyrod Taylor. That'll be pretty cool. That'll be a pretty big accomplishment, I, I think.
3: Um, yeah, you know what? I see it from, like, a relative perspective. I mean there are people and there are people who are saying this, you know, legitimately, and they have reason for it, that the Texans could be winless. So if Tyrod is able to, you know, start for the full year and bring them to five, six wins, like, yeah.
1: I think five might be the higher end of that, but like, st- still though, like I st- like, if, if they win some games because of Tyrod, I think that's a, that's a pretty good thing. Um, and because he has nothing around him also. Like and it's it's a pretty poo poo team, poo poo. Yeah. Uh so
3: poo 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 cows. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's what they are.
1: Like with what he has, get a few wins, that'd be pretty cool. Pretty good for him. Like, especially after getting fucked over last year. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll I'll jump in with my predictions here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the two questions backwards because one of them I feel like is a, a little more mundane. Right. Um, so the quarterback on a new team, uh, I I agree 100%. Joe, I think Jameis Winston's gonna go out there and put on a, a pretty good show for the the Saints, but I think Matt Stafford's gonna go ball out in. Uh, L.A. Here's why I think the L.A. Rams uh, don't make it. I think, uh, unfortunately for them, Stafford gets, uh, what was it, circa 2015-2014 uh, Derek Card. They're going to make it into the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, boom, Stafford's going to take that bad blow to the knee, bad blow to the shoulder. Uh, he's going to go out and do what he can to pull you through. I think he even wins the game he gets injured in, isn't able to start the next game playoff game and the LA Rams slip out and watch fortune disappear. But I think Matthew Stafford can and will lead the LA Rams back to the Super Bowl at some point, just not this year. Um, Hot take for the rookie. That's going to be the guy, the dude that at the end of this, we're all going to go, man, he was, he was definitely who I'd want on my team. Zach Wilson, man. Zach Wilson's going to go out there. He's going to be that sleeper. I know you can't really call him a sleeper. He was the second overall pick. Uh, But he's on a team that I don't think anyone's expecting a lot. And I think Zach Wilson is going to go show that franchise that they got a quarterback. They just got to put the rest of the team around him. Uh, I think he is going to, in a way, uh, it's funny because a lot of us, you know, a couple of us talked about him. I think he's going to Justin Herbert Herbert it in the way that Justin Herbert – started out having a really quiet, awesome season, but nobody was talking about it because we were all looking at, like, and I, I love him, but, like, everybody talked about from that class, Joe Burrow, what yeah. was going on with Joe Burrow. And I get it because I love Joe Burrow. But Justin Herbert's over there having a damn hell of a season and nobody's talking about it.
2: Herbert um, had a better season than Burrow last year. Exactly. I and mean, far
0: exactly. Far of- and I far. think that's going to be Zach Wilson. I think Wilson's going to go out there. I think he's going to lead the Jets to the to a, a winning record, barely, barely pull that off. He's going to lead them to a winning record. I think Robert Sala has brought something new to uh, the New York Jets. And I, I recognize I'm also a little bit biased here, but I think that uh, good old Mike LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur's brother, uh, I think Mike LaFleur, everywhere he has been as a coordinator – uh, has seen a very successful offense, even with some questionable quarterbacks. Uh, so to see him get his hands on uh, on a guy like Zach Wilson that, uh, he, you know, love him or hate him, however, whatever. But uh, when you got a guy like an Aaron Rodgers praising you, uh, and, and I think he, Tom Brady's even praised a little bit of some of what he's seen from Wilson, you got those two guys, two of the greatest ever do it, going, yeah, no, that guy can play ball. He's a quarterback. Uh there's a reason I drafted Zach Wilson in two of my three fantasy leagues, you know? I, I think sure. he's going to really come out.
3: You, go, I, you know, I think if Zach Wilson brings the Jets to a winning record, that will be incredible. He gets and enshrined think, in downtown. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Honestly, if Zach Wilson can, like, can show that, yes, I, like, I am a big part of the reason why the Jets are 9-8 and eight and not, you know, 4 and. 13 like absolutely that's by far and away will be the best rookie performance
0: here's here's what i think is going to separate wilson from the pack i want to be really clear i think that trevor lawrence is the better athlete i think zach wilson though just has he, he showed so much poise both in the preseason and even in that first season opener he understands the decision making process and the game didn't look like it was too fast for him he mm-hmm. certainly had his moments but he was standing out there looking like, "All right, I can, I can understand these defensive fronts." So yeah. that's where I'm at. But Dave's giving us the signal. We are,
3: we are really hitting some <laughs> way, time way here. over time. So, yeah, I was about
2: to say, I need, I definitely need to call it a night soon.
3: Absolutely. So, but this was, uh, this was a great conversation with
2: let's, you boys.
1: Let's end on let's uh, one quick question where everyone answers: just who, what their team is going to do this week. Start with Matt and Joe with the Saints. What do you think the Saints are going to do? John, Packers, just one loss. One loss, what's the key factor?
3: All right, Joe, you go Saints. I'll go Bears. Bears are going to lose. It's going to be 31-24 um, because the Bears suck. Nagy sucks. Pace sucks. Um, our offense sucks. Our defense sucks. Everything sucks. Cincinnati's going to outplay us. At home. Wait, and I'm going we, we, to We're
2: just talking about next week. We're not talking about season predictions? Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I misheard you then. Uh, okay, we're playing Carolina next week. Um, I think Jameis balls out again. I think he gets his first turnover, whether it be a fumble or an interception. Don't think it's really going to matter, though. I think we roll over the Panthers 31-17. Uh, to 17. Um, Defense balled out last week. Um, I think the biggest problem for the Saints is going to be uh, Brian Burns. Uh, I'm not even worried about Christian McCaffrey. I'm worried about Brian Burns on Panthers defense and if he's going to get to Jameis Winston um, and and create all kinds of disruption. So that's going to be the thing I'd look out for. Uh, but th- 31-17, my final prediction.
0: Very nice. Dave, you want to go next or you want
2: me to go? You go for it, John.
0: So the Green Bay Packers got Motor City Detroit. Matt Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Um, I think... I think the Packers are going to win it. I think it's going to be a really close game. I'm talking possibly even decided by a field goal. Um, And I think, though, that the Packers are going to come out uh, first quarter, first couple series, they're going to look a little rough. They're going to find a rhythm and a routine. They're going to suddenly jump out to a nice, healthy lead, and then very similar to the Buffalo Bills, they're going to watch that lead disintegrate into a nail-biter uh, going into the fourth quarter, because let me tell you, anybody that's uh, discounting Motor City Matt Campbell and his Detroit Lions out there munching on some knees, getting after them knees, yeah, <laughs> uh, they rallied up, and I think that uh, I don't think Detroit is gonna go win a whole lot, but I think Detroit is gonna surprise a few folks this year, uh, but not the Packers. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna squeak by off the leg of Mason Crosby. Uh, with a game-winning field goal either in the fourth quarter or potentially even going into an overtime. Wow. What's, nice. uh,
3: what's the final score there? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go
0: – I'm going to go, what, like 31 – what is it, 31-28? Would that All be right. the difference there? Yeah. Yeah. So, Dave, what do you got for us?
1: Okay. Bill's got Dolphins. Bills have won the last five games against the Dolphins. I'm taking the Bills. Bills are also going to go off this week. Their defense is going to hold the Dolphins. I'm going to say to 21. Going to be a nice minus 21. Uh, but I think that the Bills are going to score. They're they're going to be in the forties. They're going to be in the forties. Wow. Bills are going to go off. Stefan, nice Josh Allen are going to have a great game. Zach, Zach Moss is going to be back. He's hopefully he's going to be electric there. Um he's going to run all over them. I think that the Bills offense is going to click. It's going to be 40, 40. uh, Let's just say like whatever, 42 or whatever to uh, 42 to 21.
3: All right. Well, remember these takes gentlemen, Uh, as we are red zone ramblings home of the red hot takes. One thing that we love to do is subject ourselves to spicy food. So I propose a wager to the three of you guys. Whoever is furthest off from Ooh. their final score and prediction has to go buy uh, a spicy pepper of the, of the rest of the group's choice and eat it um, for episode two. I'm, I'm in. Works for me? I'm down.
2: Something, it's, it's, something, it's very similar to what we used to do before so, with our hot takes and hot peppers bit. So. Yep.
1: Bringing
0: it, it back. I,
2: I love I'm it. Ready. I love
0: it. Dave, you ready to eat that pepper? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, all right, you boys.
2: Better go. Josh Allen fucking slings it on Sunday. <laughs>
0: Gunslinger. Gonna be out there putting up some big stats looking like Madden. Um, um, all right. Well, boys, I want to say uh, obviously, you guys can have any last words you want here, but thank you again for agreeing to come into the family. I'm super excited to be kicking off red zone rambling right here with our first ever episode. This bad boy is going to be coming at you, um, hot and heavy with the, the, the best takes in, in the internet. What can I say? So, uh, boys, I'll kick it to you for any final words, but thank you again. And, uh, always
1: a pleasure. Go bills, go white Sox. That's all I got.
2: Yeah. Thanks, John. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. You're, uh, you're, you've got some great takes going on some great analysis. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to uh, future episodes with you guys.
3: Yeah, man, can't wait to get the uh, can't wait to get the content schedule going again. So looking forward uh, looking forward to it. I love it. We're gonna run it down.
0: Uh, and uh, here's the week two boys and those red hot takes and not eating that pepper. So cheers <laughs> to oh, that. Yeah. <laughs>